Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity, everyone. This is your host, Johanna Carroll, and you are listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. For 30 years, I've been a spiritual counselor radio and TV host, author of multiple books, and someone who starts every single day with a cup of tea. So today we're going to be speaking to a wonderful goddess of the tea system of meditation and the spiritual aspects of tea. And I want to tell you a little bit about her. So Darlene Marie Fall, a number of years ago, about 13 years ago, she asked herself two questions. Gee, what is tea anyway? And why was tea associated with spirituality and tranquility? But little did she know that in seeking those answers, her entire life would change. So this is what we would like you to know about her. She's a level three certified tea specialist with a specialty Institute of America. She's an inaugural member of the American Tea Masters Association. And you know I always bring you the wisdom keepers. So we have a tea master with us today. She's additionally traveled to the tea fields in China, India, and Japan, and spoke in each one of these countries. She's attended 12 World Tea Expos. She's been an Amazon best-selling author and is now a publisher and founder of Red Poppy Press. Her message to people remains to be always the same. In the time it takes to mindfully sip a cup of tea, you can calm your mind, change your thoughts, release harmful stress, and claim the greatness to your life. So without further ado, we want to welcome our goddess of tea, Darlene Marie Fall, to Dialogue with Divinity. Thank you. Thank you, Joanna. It's wonderful to be here, and it's wonderful to have tea with you finally. We'll do it this way, and then we'll do it in person someday real soon. But thank you for having me. I want to tell you that from the time I was a very small child living in Connecticut and starting every winter morning, summer, spring, I never had a hot oatmeal or anything like that, but I always had a cup of tea. So I think innately, maybe it was the past life or something, I was always and I still am drawn to tea. For me, there's, and I don't, again, I don't know it was past life or whatever, but for me, there's something so comforting for me very first thing it's like a meditative practice for me very first thing in the morning after I brush my teeth or whatever first thing I've got tea waiting for me and so I want to find out first of all why tea I mean how did your journey even start with this are and by the way I also need you to know I've never in my life ever had a cup of coffee ever 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 
So you're talking to a tea queen here, but I'm really curious, how did this start? How did your journey begin with tea? Well, first of all, I want to say that you know that you're very rare and unusual in this country because you have that experience and that you are a tea drinker and you've never had coffee. So, you know, please know that you're you're among the very few in this country. But and I was a Canadian girl and born and raised with tea. A lot of the British traditions were just kind of adopted by the Canadians and sure. been drinking it my whole life. And, you know, I was in my 40s and I said, well, gee, what is this stuff anyway? Where does it come from? How does it get into the tea bag or you know and it was just amazing at uh, discovering the answers to all of that and um, it's just been this amazing journey where I just wanted to it's like okay who else asks these questions and so I just started doing research and all of a sudden I was showing up at the first World Tea Expo and saw this whole crazy group of people that are, you know, tea fanatics and companies and representation from the whole world was there. So it was it was huge and it was phenomenal and I was hooked right from the get-go. So let if if say I'm a, a total neophyte and I've never ever even seen tea leaves or a tea bag very quickly before we take our first break, if you were to say to this person, let me tell you about tea, what would you say to them in a couple of sentences? Okay, well, first of all, it, it, it all comes from one plant. Uh, green tea, oolong, white tea, black tea, that all comes from the same plant. And if it doesn't come from that plant, then it's not tea that you're drinking. So these, uh, the same the same plant yields all of these different varieties of tea. It's in the way that it's processed and dried that determines whether it's going to be a white tea or a black tea. So when, what was the origination? I mean, obviously you're a master and a goddess in the tea world. How did tea first come to be? I mean, I know certainly it's been around through the ages, hasn't it? thousands and thousands of years and I don't think too many of our experts can actually pinpoint it and I've seen many many different numbers anywhere from 2,000 to 6,000 and maybe more and of course you know in the old days when food was scarce and people were um, still trying to evolve and they were trying to survive off of what was growing can we eat this plant can we eat this berry you know what disease what what does this bark do and so you know a lot of our plants and herbs and all these things were just discovered out of basically necessity for a lot of people and oh there's lots of lots of ancient legends but the the tea plant the tea bush was found just growing wild naturally in china and then on the other side of the himalayas growing naturally in india well that's all we're going to be taking it was a medicine for thousands of years before we will be right back we'll be right back This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Hey everybody, it's Johanna Carroll. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity, and we're jumping back into our second segment, and we're speaking with tea goddess Darlene Fall today. She's telling us a little about not only the history of tea, but the spiritual aspects of tea. And so before we went to break, Darlene, we're talking about the fact that nobody really knows the origins of tea, just probably a survival thing that somebody went out and said, okay, there's this leaf on this bush i'm going to see what happens and so um we we know that we said and i actually never knew that that tea real authentic tea is actually all from one plant so and the legends of tea i'm sure depending upon the culture are very different so i know you've been to china you've been to india you've been to japan in terms of those different cultures is there a different approach? I know the Japanese have beautiful, amazing tea ceremonies, um, which is part of the whole geisha tradition. But as far as the other cultures, is there anything that makes tea unique and different, or are they all interconnected? Well, of course they're interconnected, but people do. It's a beverage of reverence in a lot of countries, and it's also a beverage of hospitality, and this is how you welcome someone into your home or to your culture and um, of course in the history of the you know through the Japanese tea ceremony and such has been that it is about honoring the person that you're serving the tea to 
It's about a reverence for the beverage, and in respect of that beverage, there's not all this idle chatter. It's about more about two spirits communicating. And if you've ever watched the Japanese tea ceremony, it's very quiet. There's hardly any talking that goes on, mm-hmm. and it's more about, you know, we're being in this place of respecting each other's spirit, and I'm honoring you by serving you this cup of tea, and you're honoring me by allowing me to serve you this cup of tea. So it's you know, it's beautiful, and, and of course, and that's really where the spiritual aspects started to evolve just from from tea and it has its roots in buddhism and it was definitely the buddhist monks who discovered the plant and for their hours of meditation they needed something that kept them awake yet calm and tea to this day you know they knew that by chewing the leaves thousands of years ago and today we scientifically prove that tea stimulates you but calms you at the same time that's interesting. So when you say that, so there's a biochemical reaction that yes. the body responds to from the actual tea yes. leaves mentally, physically, and emotionally? Yes. You know, and it's um, that they, you know, yes, there's caffeine in the beverage naturally, but there's a, a component called L-theanine, which makes the caffeine do and react differently in your body than it does from caffeine from other sources so this is what they discovered chewing the leaf that wow this beverage keeps us stimulated for hours of meditation and so then they learned to grow it and propagate it and take the seeds to other countries and introduce it to other people and so that's kind of the you know the spiritual aspect of it because often you know people say oh my god i need my cup of coffee to pump myself up but then Mm -hmm. tea has this oh, I just need to sit and have my cup of tea feeling. And that's what I wanted to know. Why? How how had that started? And so, of course, it was the Buddhist monks. And they were in China and then took this to other countries. And and it was a medicine for thousands of years before people dried the leaf and put it in boiling water. How do they use it for medicinal purposes? Again, to calm the system down? Yes, and by just chewing the, the raw leaf. I don't think they um, swallowed it, but they chewed it, and you get the benefits of the nutrients and the components in it, and they found that, wow, okay, this is this keeps us awake because, you know, it was not good if you fell asleep uh, meditating. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which um, a lot so of people this is do, where it, sure. it started, where this whole tranquil aspect came from tea. So this whole uh, concept of it being a stimulant, um, not Red Bull fashion, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But now we see there's, I mean, I, there's all kinds. There's obviously loose tea. There's teas in bags. There's there's decaffeinated tea. Is that really tea if it's decaffeinated? It, it does go through a decaffeinating process just like coffee does. Uh, the two processes for both plants are completely different. But I, I'm just wondering, are you, you know, in Southern California, we grow a bush that's called the camellia bush. Are you familiar with that? I'm also in Southern California, even though our station is based in Canada. Um, oh. No, I'm not familiar with that. Well, like okay, because I, you know, my, my got family on the west coast of Canada, and they have camellias all over. So the tea plant is called the camellia sinensis. So all tea comes from that plant. But here in Southern California, we have this lovely flowering bush called the camellia japonica. And it's got this bin between a rose and a carnation, and it blooms in our area between November and April. And those are sister plants. So the leaves here on our camellias look very similar to the tea leaf that's growing in other parts of the world. But um, they're not, you can't make tea from the one that grows here in, in, um, in America. But, you know, I mean, it grows all over the world. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful bush. And uh, But those are, you know, they're related. So, But the tea, the tea leaves come from a bush called the Camellia sinensis. So what if people, I guess, I guess I'm repeating what you've already said, you couldn't actually go into your garden, pick these leaves, dry them, and make a tea brew, could you? Well, there are like 14 different states in this country where people are doing it. You know, the tea ah, fanatics are getting okay. the, tea, the camellia sinensis, growing it, and plucking the leaves and drying them and making their own, you know, artisan teas and hand hand rolled, hand dried, and drinking it. And we're actually doing a pretty good job of it, a lot of them. My older son, who is a 
a master in martial arts and had in order to do this he had to go through a lot of ceremonial kinds of things and one of them was a fast and etc and meditation etc and all of that and he is the one who gifted me my first uh container of matcha and mm. i'm mm. assuming that you're, you're familiar with matcha but you know it's a powdered uh green tea it's very expensive and he said that this was used, the Japanese warriors in particular, I don't know if this is correct, I would imagine that you can confirm or affirm or not affirm this, that um, they would use this, again, it's a green tea, so it's got a lot of energy to it, but it was also used uh, in preparation for, before they went into battle, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, to really he's telling you, know, you the truth, so mom. So what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. The magic yeah. of so a lot matcha. of the you know a lot of the samurai warriors because they learned you know of the tea ceremony and that it was a time of reverence and appreciation for and meditation where you know whatever you were working on in your life or working with that you use that cup of tea as time to just be in that place of oneness, be in that place of wholeness, and, you know, allowing the universe to, you know, guiding and for wisdom. And, and yes, matcha is one of our finest grades of tea leaf that is actually pulverized. And so it's ground mm-hmm. into that beautiful, brilliant green powder that you need a special whisk to, um, to blend it properly because, uh, you know, it's going to be lumpy if you don't have that special whisk. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we're seeing versions of that popping up all all over America, where we're, you know, making the matcha lattes and things like that. But you know, we're uh, counteracting all the good stuff in there by everything else that we're putting in there. But it's definitely it's definitely hot in the news here, big time in the last three four years in America. So yeah, matcha is on the um, is on the radar, big time. So do you think that? With as with a lot of things right now, we're going to use the tea as a metaphor. Are people by doing these combinations diluting the actual spiritual experience? In other words, there's such a to me a blessing and a benefit that comes from the quiet space of just sitting. And I, I know that one of the things you talk about is seven sips to bliss, you know, which. Um, I'm, I'm assuming is part of a ceremony within itself, but are we diluting the opportunity to connect to our body, mind, and spirit by going to all these coffee bars and having our matcha latte and, and all of that? You know, are we missing something, do you think? Well, yes and no, of course. And, you know, and we very can do almost anything mindfully or mindlessly. So, you know, it becomes a choice. I mean, doing dishes can be a a, a meditation. And so, yes, we are a gulp and go society. And um, so, I mean, I'm just happy that people are actually trying it and are aware of it and you know and and maybe as they're exposed and thought well okay now this leads to another tea and it's oh let's try that and it's like oh i don't need all that sweet stuff anymore and you know let me have it natural let me see what it's like to, to drink this and taste it naturally without anything else in it and so america's having a bit of a hard time with that but uh, it's getting better also, I'm noticing there's a lot more, at least in Southern California, I'm noticing a lot of tea shops really popping up where it's becoming sort of fashionable to go to a high tea kind of situation. But the other thing that I'm seeing that's really valuable is there's this educational opportunity to learn so much about. I really feel that initially from the Garden of Eden, you know, we were given everything that we needed so you know we were talking about how was this discovered but i'm almost wondering if tea was really a plant a bush in the original garden of eden and it's always been there but people are really (laughs) as their spirituality level of awareness is rising up maybe their instinctual response to this beautiful beautiful tea plant is finally catching on do you think it's becoming a trend on some level 
Well, definitely here in America, you know, the other other parts of the world are going like, wow, what took you so long? And, <laughs> you know, for a long time, what was being sold here in this country was what the other countries were, were refusing to buy. So, you know, but we're getting Whoa. more sophisticated. And like you said, <laughs> tea shops are popping up and we've got like, you know, 4,000 of them across the, across the country and where they're just dedicated tea shops and you know a lot of them that you know don't do the british afternoon style tea are Mm -hmm. you know very tea savvy and want you to have a cup and try it and they will teach you you know they're doing this because they love it and so they've got a lot of information and they're more than happy to share that so people can go in and really learn a lot have a tasting experience and figure out for themselves what works best for them Okay, so very quickly, quickly, before we take our next break, what's the difference between having loose tea or tea that's in a bag? Are we losing the value if it's in a bag? If you could just tell me really quickly, what's the diff? What's the difference? It's uh, it's getting better. Uh, normally, it used to be a, you know a much lower grade that was ground up and put into the tea bag, but now the we've got this huge evolution of the tea bag, and so you can get a fuller loose leaf into a nice pyramid sachet now and so Mm -hmm. you know you have the ease and the benefit of a full leaf in a big tea bag so that is changing considerably yes and i've also seen in the tea shops they sell these little um cloth bags that you can put your tea in and then the Mm -hmm. silk bags but what about the regular stuff that's in these bleached white bags that's in the store are they something we should stay away from or they are okay well i won't i won't say that because i've really seen huge changes in the grocery store shelves and some of our big companies good organic good environmentally conscientious companies are on the grocery store shelves so they're definitely getting better and you can get a good selection in there yes okay we're going to take a quick break this is dialogue with divinity and we will be right back with our discussion about tea are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. 
You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back, everyone. It's Johanna Carroll once again with Dialogue with Divinity. You're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. And by the way, I just want to remind you that we have a wonderful, wonderful list of hosts and different shows on the Exxon. So if you'd like to check it out, just go to xzbn.net for a full listing of all of our shows. So we're returning to our tea goddess for today, which is Darlene Fall. We were talking about the fact that Things are becoming a little bit better, but I have to tell you, that's rather shocking to me that people in the U.S. were getting the bottom of the barrel of the tea leaves. That's not such a good thing. And then again, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the old gypsy woman sitting with your cup of tea and reading the leaves <laughs> on the bottom. So I don't know if there's a relationship there or not. Yeah, so, so things are that? changing and it's getting better. Change? Yes. The reading of the tea leaves. Talk to me a little bit about that. How did that come well, to be? I- of course, I've, uh, you know, investigated it. And uh, year, many, many years ago, I used to have that, that kind of stuff done all the time. Um, you know, I haven't run into too many lately. It's just strange. But, you know, of course, those who are looking into the cup and looking at the tea leaves generally are, you know, pretty in tune and, you know, are picking up on a whole lot of things. And so, you know, I have had very wonderful and accurate readings by having someone look at the tea leaves in the bottom of my cup. And, uh, you know, so it's just kind of sometimes you make a better connection with somebody. But, uh, yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's ancient and been around for a long time. Well, I know with, you know, many, 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 many centuries ago, People did use some kind of a tool to read people's energy, and I don't know if it was a distraction for them or the other person, but they looking in a pool of water. Uh, obviously, we think of looking in a crystal ball, which is rather woo-woo. Um, the tea leaves. Um, at one time, as gross as it sounds, they actually looked in the organs of an animal. Uh, they looked in the looking glass. So it was just, I wonder if it was just another divination tool on some level but i do love the fact with the tea leaves that there was a connection to something that was sacred from the ground and you know out of gaia's you know heart as far as being Mm -hmm. natural so we talk about the fact that tea is medicine and so are there different kinds of tea i know we talked about the energy from the matcha tea um, the preparation of that for the, the samurai warriors, etc. But as far as, you know, I go to an acupuncturist and many times he gives me different kinds of tea and I, I just trust him. So I never really ask him, what are you really giving me here? But how do we use tea as medicine besides, you know, being ceremonial, besides giving us a greater sense of peace and harmony and tranquility? Is there medicine value medicinal for various ailments 
Oh, yes, in tea, definitely. Uh, I'm thinking your uh, acupuncturist might have some herbal uh, combination over there, but he very well or she could be serving, you know, a a green tea or something uh, because a lot of them are very receptive to that too. But there are, you know, thousands of herbs that do different things. And, of course, you know, most of the news that uh, released about tea, um, anything from you know, cancer prevention to bone density and osteoporosis, you know, you know that one. And uh, uh, so, you know, the, the health benefits, and, and mostly because it's of the high antioxidant value that's in the mm. tea leaves. And, you know, we need those for all the cells in our bodies and you know, for, for many different diseases. When you took your trips to China and the different countries and went into the tea fields, I mean, that, that would be like overload for me. I would probably pass out or something. So, well, what you was know, this, it, it, it does have this, you know, this amazing impact on you. And I was up in the very northeast in, in, in India, and we're right at the foothills of the Himalayas. So, you know, Mount Everest is buried in the mist and, and, mm-hmm. and um, clouds in the distance. But it was, I had some very profound experiences in there. And, you know, it's, it's the first place in India that's quiet. The air is clean because you're sort of above the pollution levels. And the water that runs through the creeks and stuff is, you know, is clear and pristine. And it was just beautiful. It was a really, you know, a really heartfelt experience walking through the tea fields in there. And the women are all plucking the tea leaves, and they're singing and humming and, you know, chatting uh-huh. away. And, yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> so how do you actually, um, how do you personally or how do you teach people to meditate with tea? And for those of you that are listening, put your coffee cup away <laughs> just for a day. <laughs> put that cup away for a day. That will be a new mantra for you. And, you know, get some really good, beautiful tea, maybe something that, you know, speaks to your heart and soul. And maybe this becomes your quiet moment where you reconnect to your body, your mind, particularly your soul and your spirit. So, Darlene, how can you guide people that are listening to actually make this a meditative process? How can we meditate with tea? Okay, well, you start by filling that cup up and saying, okay, for the entire time it takes me to mindfully sip this cup of tea, I'm just going to surrender. I'm not going to think about anything. I'm not going to plan anything. I'm just going to be present. And you sit with that cup of tea, and depending on the size of your cup, you know, it might take you 20 minutes, but can you do that for yourself? Will you do that for yourself? And just sit in a place that's comfortable, and every sip is sort of a reminder of, oh, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be thinking about that. So every time you take that sip, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to surrender, and I'm just going to be in this place. And so by the time you've had your fourth and fifth and sixth sip, you're really in a comfortable place. And, and some people, this may take a little while to get there in the beginning, but I promise you do this and you will get there. It's just, you know, you catch yourself and each and I say you know every time you put your lips to the to the cup to take a sip you let everything go and say oh that's right I'm not supposed to put that on my grocery list that doesn't need to be on my to-do list I'm just letting it all go and so this time holding this beverage is warm and it's comforting it's aromatic and it's soothing and you put yourself in a nice place for the whole entire time it takes you to sip that that cup does that sound hard it sounds really, I think that's probably what I do naturally. So I I was writing some notes down while you were speaking. So instead of, for those of you that are listening, put your cup away for a day. Instead of gulp and go, how about surrender and sip? Surrender yeah. and sip. So yeah. in the ceremonial aspect of tea, when you're sipping the tea, is that what it's very symbolic of, your ability to surrender to that moment? Well, I'm I'm saying you give yourself that power to do that and that this is about you being in a place to reconnect with yourself, to, you know, get back in touch. And if that leads you to a quieter place where you tune into something else, then mm-hmm. woohoo, even better. <laughs> that, you know, that this is about you just doing this for you 
you know, even if you only can give yourself 20 minutes once a day, that's a huge start. And, you know, and I would say, wow, you know, congratulations, because that is progress. And then it's kind of like, wow, you know, that felt kind of good. Maybe I'll have time to do that in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it starts to stretch out and gets a little longer and, you know, stuff is happening. There's another thing that I'd like to mention to all of you that are listening. You have to turn off your phones, unplug your phones, uh, you know, turn your TV off. So we do want, uh, do we really want the atmosphere of total silence? So in other words, there should be or anything like that. Besides unplugging all the electronics, do we also want complete silence when we're doing this? If we're going to walk into that meditative state you know everyone's different if somebody decides they want to put a little soothing music on or whatever you can you know do that with your kitty cat or your puppy on your lap you know all these things it's just like okay just do this for yourself in whatever way feels good and if you want to make it a little special for yourself and you decide okay i'm going to light a candle or you know Mm -hmm. i'm going to do this or ooh, that stuff is just too woo woo i'll just sit here in my chair with my tea and you know i'm good and that's okay too but you know this is about you know taking that time and creating that space just for you because when you're in a better place you're in a better place for everyone else and everything else in your life I think you also have an opportunity when you come out of a state like that to allow the the voice of the higher self, divinity, whatever you want to call it, spirit, God, universe, you're, you've made a connection on a more yeah. profound level. And so mm-hmm. all those questions that you would have had maybe naturally get really answered. At least that's yeah. been my experience. I take people to a lot of sacred sites around the world and, you know, it changes them, but you know, you can take that with you. So, and especially with tea, it's such a portable meditation on some level. You can experience mm-hmm. yeah. this anywhere. Would you There's explain to everyone that's listening the difference between an active meditation and a passive meditation? Okay, so for, for passive, that kind of frightens a lot of people. That means, ooh, I have to sit in that cross-legged position and not move <laughs> for 20 or 40 minutes. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, that, that's too much of a challenge. And so that is. And so it's like, okay, if I can do a little something. And you know, so to me, this, you know, sipping a cup of tea becomes an active meditation because you're actually mm-hmm. doing something. So, right. you know, rather than I must sit in this position in this corner or on this hard chair and do nothing, think nothing, touch nothing for 20 minutes or whatever, that's a challenge for a lot of people. It so is, it's yeah. like, okay, this becomes active. And, it's, and, and so you tell yourself that that's right. Every sip, I'm going to say, no, I have to let that go. And so this becomes an active meditation. And for a lot of people, that is such um, an easier place to start. And then it's like, okay, I can do that. You know, that's not hard. That's not weird. And that they can just use that. So I think another form for me of people that I've spoken to that I encourage meditation is Another active meditation is obviously dancing, walking, that kind of thing, but also mm-hmm. e- eating your meal. I, you know, we're so used to talk, talk about gulp and go, fast food and all that, <laughs> which hopefully you're not eating a lot of. But anyway, you know, I know when I was a kid, we always said grace before dinner. And mm-hmm. I don't, I think that are a lot of people are doing that, but I want to, for those of you that are listening I would also like to give you another form of active meditation. Next time you sit down and eat your meal, before you pick up that fork, just take your index finger on your right hand. You don't have to have any big prayer or anything like that, but say you're out in a restaurant or whatever. Just take the tip of your index finger of your right hand and touch the edge of the plate. And then just look at the different colors, the energy in the food, and just breathe that in. Believe it or not, the action of touching the edge of the plate and breathing it in, you are connecting to all the healing properties of that food. So that is another form of active meditation. I love that, yes. And dancing, of course, is another one. You know, one of my metaphysical teachings that I've been using for 30 years is that we are intended to be a walking prayer and an active meditation. So 
for a lot of people sitting down in a yoga position for a half hour. It's really difficult, but this is a wonderful way to connect. So we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back with our last segment and we're going to have some more tips for you on how to use those seven sips of tea. We will be right back. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together 
we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. segment with our tea goddess for today and i just want to remind you that you are listening to the x-zone broadcast network i am johanna carroll and if you'd like more information about my work you can find me at my website at johanna carroll that's c-a-r-r-o-l-l.com so before we go any further darlene how can people find you and your books i know you have this wonderful book serena tea obviously how do they connect with you and your work where can they find you Okay, well, thank you. Uh, my Serenity Seven Sips to Bliss is available on on Amazon, and uh, I am Darlene Marie Fall, and that's uh, uh, I'm. I, I, you're going to include the spelling there, but that's D H A R L E N E Marie M A R I E F A H L dot com. So I have a couple web- websites out there, and also at Red Poppy Press. But um, you know, if I I'm, I'm happy to. Pass along a a downloadable um, document that people can learn how to do these seven sips themselves. That's completely free with no attachments, and they just you know that's just a gift. If somebody wants to learn how to do that and follow along with that, it's that simple. So that is uh, I, I'll give you my the email my email address that someone can just send me that, and I'd be happy to forward that to them just so someone can get started and just try this and realize that wow, this really isn't that difficult and I can do this now I know you've got um, Red Poppy Press uh, publishers of positive words and <laughs> did I read this correctly that you're finally <laughs> going to publish 12 inspirational books are you crazy <laughs> talk well, about an I active guess I meditation am because, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am crazy and they're, they've been sitting there for a while so it's just time and you know, I'm cutting them down shorter than you know, normal books because people want to get through things quickly, and I understand that. And so it's just you know, all inspirational stuff to make people feel good, and just a lot of it does include tea. I also am a in a poetess, so I do have a lot of poetry that's coming out as well too. So you know, just feel good stuff because there's enough negative out there, and I don't yeah. want to participate in that and feel that you know I can do things by contributing something positive, and that's my choice. I was very pleased also to read that you are involving seniors and young people in the publishing process of your company. I think seniors, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I feel, particularly in the States, we're just a throwaway society, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're gulp and go, throw away. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, how can I race through the day? And yet in so many other cultures, particularly in Asia, there's such respect and admiration that's given to the wisdom of seniors. And so the fact that I see that you're involving, because I am a senior, (laughs) the fact that you are involving, I don't act like one. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to act like. But anyway, (laughs) the fact that you're bringing in, you know, those two extremes of generations. Why did you decide to do that? Obviously, you had intention around that. Well, yes, and for four years I brought tea into senior communities in San Diego. So, you know, I just had my heart opened. I served tea to thousands of seniors in that four-year time frame, and it was just so joy-filled, and we just had, we were goofy and had a great time. I set things up, made it look beautiful, and that this was for them. This was my thank you for all the service that you've done for your country and communities and families, and it was about my time to just honor them. So right now I have a whole bunch drawing angels for me, and they're going to be in a kid's book with an inspirational message from that angel. So You know, there really is something wonderful about the storytelling from the, you know, there's a ceremonial part of tea, but there's also something about sitting over a cup of tea and the storytelling. I met a woman who was part of the Blitz in, in England, and um, she told me so many stories about, you know, the tea cozy and, and all of that. And I know <laughs> even when I was a young kid, the first 
time I had tea, I think my mother put um, sugar and milk in it, which I, I believe is very British. But I really want to, for, for those of you that are listening, how about, you know, going on to Darlene's website, getting, um, I, and I'm going to have her read to you her, her beautiful serenity. I don't even know if I want, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's a, a prayer. A, it's a prayer. And starting your tea party with this and then just allowing yourself the experience of the camaraderie and the community and, you know, the refreshing energy that comes from experiencing the whole aspect of sharing a cup of tea. So would you be kind enough to share this beautiful prayer with everybody that's listening right now? Well, thank you. Yes, I'd love to. Okay, so this one is this is the very first one I wrote. This one is called Serenity. In peaceful repose, I breathe in all that I am. I marvel at the simplicity and purity of divine serenity. From this place of perfection, I am undisturbed. I am calm and refreshed, most unperturbed. I see God. I feel God. I hear the word. Clearly and calmly, I am one with this force. I am intact. I am whole, pure, and good. I see my reflection and my own perfection. No defects and no deficiencies. Nothing can diminish the goodness and the godness of me. In serenity and with deep gratitude and along with each sip of tea, I realize God is all of me from within me. So with ease and grace, I surrender my pace. I have nothing to fear. There is no race, no rush, no hurry, no finish line. Every day I know victory in the arms of the divine, my giver, my deliverer, the provider of bliss. I need for nothing. The aches are all gone. My soul is free to be all that it is. Love is all it can be, and that's good enough for me. Amen. That's beautiful. So for those of you that are listening, go find your favorite tea. First of all, I'd like you to go to Darlene. You can find her on Amazon.com. You can find her website. Um, you can download this, and then she's got her her tips on seven sips to bliss, we're going to remind you all again, put the cup away for a day, <laughs> let go of the gulp and go for a day and surrender to those beautiful seven sips. I'm going to ask you a practical question. What's your favorite kind of tea? Well, that <laughs> depends on the mood I'm in, but for the most part, I am an oolong drinker and an oolong lover, which is kind of in between a green tea and a black tea. Um, that's what I'm having right now, but there are days when I'm just in the mood for a full-strength black tea or a very mild white tea, so it's very, uh, it's a very moody beverage for me. <laughs> I used to drink a lot of white tea, and when I first discovered it, uh, someone had told me that this was known at one time as the emperor's tea, and that the purest of white tea was reserved for the emperor and the people that were considered of royal blood. Is that true? That is, yes. So you've been getting some good information, so that's good. Because, yes, at one time tea was so expensive, it was only the royalty and the um, upper class that ever got to drink tea, and the servants got to take home the spent leaves after it had been used, and then they had their tea with that. So, yes, it has, and that's kind of that stigma where uh, this whole high class and all of that got attached to it. But yes, that's a that's a true story. And in terms of the British tradition of high tea, where did that all start? Because I have to tell you, there's a place in downtown San Diego. Well, there's a couple of places in downtown San Diego that you can go and have a true high tea, and it's it's fabulous. I mean, it's just oh, I, the minute I walk in there, I just feel so relaxed. But in the British tradition, how did high tea start? Okay. It's around well, four, three first or four of all, in the I don't afternoon. I want to burst your bubble, but that is actually called afternoon tea. Oh. And it, you're there? Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I heard something. No, that's all actually called afternoon tea. It's not called okay. high tea. 
We, oh, okay. Um, there's a big misnomer, and a lot of the big fancy hotels that are charging you $75 a person are calling it high tea. And uh, afternoon tea is the more elegant, the more graceful, and uh, high tea was really the, you ate on your high table, which was your kitchen table, and it was dinner for the working person, and it was meat and potatoes and tea with the meal. And so afternoon tea is the proper uh, name for the fancy with the little sandwiches and the scones and all of that. So there is a difference. Uh, that is traditional British style. And uh, yes, that did start in England, but it was uh, you know, a, a tradition that you know, everybody ate late in those days. So uh, mm-hmm. it was about having a little snack of something in the middle of the afternoon. Wonderful. Darlene, we've come to the end of our show with you, and I want to thank you again. I'm sure we'll have you back again to tell us more about um, your next adventure with tea. So thank you so much. Many blessings on your journey and doing your beautiful spiritual work in your own unique way. So thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Joanna, and all the best to you, too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So for those of you that are listening, don't go away. I want to remind you that you're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And our call letters are xzbn.net. Please go check out our website and all the different shows. We've got a lot of new hosts that are on our station now. And we're really happy about that because we are a global network reaching people all over the world. So again, my name is Johanna Carroll. You can find me at johannacarroll.com, J-O-H-A-N-N-A-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. I send you many blessings, a hug around your heart, and I'm going to really encourage you, stop the gulp and go, put your cup away, and really allow yourself the serenity of sipping a beautiful cup of tea. So bye for now. See you soon.